0: Welcome to Making Sense of Parenting. This show is dedicated to helping parents change chaos, confusion, and struggle into calm, clear connections with their kids, all in a way that aligns with their faith. Hey there, I'm your host, Kelly Shoup, helping you navigate the bumpy road of raising kids. Let's dive into today's topic. How to's for a better holiday. That is our subject for today, and I'm going to break this into a two-part series, and the reason is because I want to talk about today in the first part, travel. So holiday how-tos when you are traveling with young kids is the subject we're going to talk about today. And then next time we're going to carry on with some, next week, carry on with how-tos if you are staying in the city where you live. I tried to figure out a way to talk about all of it together in one session, but it will go too long. And again, I know you parents are super busy this time of year. So, I want to talk to you about travel today, and then we'll talk to the other, speak to the other how to's next week. But, holiday season with young kids leaves parents feeling overwhelmed, overextended, exhausted. I see so many parents running on empty, moms that are just, you know, part sick, have a runny nose. They are just really struggling. So, I want to give you some tips and how tos to make it easier. If you have just found me, if you have landed here today, I'm so happy you are here. I'm Kelly Shoup. I am a parenting coach, longtime pediatric occupational therapist. I have three teenagers almost 19, almost 17, and 13. So I have been parenting for a long time and in this space for a very long time, helping parents with all the challenges that raising kids brings. Okay, let's dive into traveling with kids over the holidays. And the first thing about it is managing expectations is by far the most important thing you can do. So I want to have you just take a couple minutes and think where you're headed, what you're trying to accomplish. Is it to see family? Is it for a wedding for a family member or for a friend? Is it to see friends? Is it to go to a sporting event? But to get really clear first and foremost on what you're trying to accomplish. And I traveled with my kids when they were young all the time. I would travel for weeks at a time around holidays. I would travel to places where I didn't have family and it was a fun place to visit I would also travel to places where there was lots of family around. And I would travel often with my three kids on a plane by myself, three kids, a five-year-old, a three-year-old and an infant, me on a plane for three hours or more. So I've done all of it. And I just encourage you parents to get super clear on what you were trying to accomplish And then get super clear on what type of support you need, what sets you up for the best success in what you're trying to accomplish. After you're clear on that, the few things that you need, and I have listed in the comments section, the link to take my sensory profile quiz. So... Our senses, we have eight senses that make up our sensory system in every human's body. And I encourage you to take the sensory profile quiz to learn about your own senses and what you're sensitive to. Or another way I describe it is your sensory preferences, like is hearing one of the areas that starts to bother you after a while. So go take that quiz if you haven't taken it yet, it will give you great information about your sensory system. Also take it for your quiz because this will be incredibly helpful when you are traveling to know the things that could trigger you and to also know the things to watch out for things that could trip you up or trip up one of your children. Okay. When we travel over the holidays, or any time really with young kids, I don't call it a vacation. And so I'm also a mindset coach and really help parents focus on what what do we want? What's the thought we want to have about this? What do we want to call this experience? Because the wording and the way that we think of it and the expectation we have around it means everything. So when you travel... Over the holidays, it's not a vacation with young kids. And I have so many parents that I've helped over the years who after they've gone out of town with their kids, they are mad because it was so much harder than they thought. And it didn't go like they thought. And usually when they go to Hawaii, this happens. Well, if you went to Hawaii and it was you and your husband, that's a completely different experience than you going to hawaii and taking a 4-year-old and an 18-month-old like night and day so again once i can help parents understand oh yeah this is the young kid this is the you know this is the 4-year-old and 18-month-old hawaii trip not the romantic getaway my husband and i had by ourselves 3 years ago so the wording of it is important. So I don't call it a vacation because when you travel with young kids, it is absolutely more work for you as their parent. The the kids are out of their sleep routine. They're sleeping in a new bed. They might not even be sleeping on a bed. They might be sleeping on the floor next to you in a hotel room. So there are so many ways that your normal routine for you and your child and how your family flows and functions, how that is disrupted. And just to know that's just how it is. So I don't call it a vacation. A vacation is when you vacate your life, like you're going to leave it and put your feet up and relax. But holiday travel with young kids is not that. It is not a vacation for you. It is more work for you. I like to call it a merry-making adventure or a memory-making adventure. So some people will say, okay, it's travel or it's a trip. You could call it travel. You could call it a trip. That's neutral. It's fine. But I wanted to be excited about it. I wanted to think of All the fun I was going to have with my young kids when we went someplace. Yes, it was going to be more work for me. No, it was not going to be rest and relaxation for me, but it was still going to be fun. And I just, I loved it. And again, I traveled constantly with my young kids and I just thought of it of, you know, a memory making adventure. I was making memories with them. I was making memories with family members or friends. I was connecting with people. And so my expectation wasn't a vacation for myself. My expectation was going to be an adventure, merrymaking. It was going to be fun. We were going to have a good time and we were going to make some memories. So I encourage you to get a mindset like that. This is not going to be easy for mom. It's going to be more work. But there is really some good stuff to be had with traveling with young kids. So after you have had a mind shift of, okay, this isn't a vacation for me. This is a merrymaking adventure. And you're kind of like, okay, I'm in. Then let's talk about how we're going to set you up for success wherever you are headed. Obviously, everybody has different budgets. And I encourage you to get, again, just super clear on what you need to set you up for the best experience you can have. So I recommend with young kids to to rent a house, like your space matters. So much. So, but if your expectation is, no, we're headed to Hawaii, we're going to be there. I want to stay in this hotel that is a five star. This is the one that I love. Okay. A hotel room with young kids, babies who could have a blowout in their diaper, who you need to warm a bottle. You could possibly need a laundry, you know, the washer and dryer. I always looked for homes to rent. And so I had various channels. I don't even think VRBO and Airbnb really weren't around when my kids were babies, but I found you know, um, ways to rent a home wherever we were because it meant more space it meant I could feel better. I had more freedom and I was, I felt better knowing, okay, we're in a house. I've got separate rooms. If one child's napping, if one child's awake, I can do laundry. That made me feel so much better. Some, some parents, that might not be their thing. So again, I want you to have what you need. And that's unique to you. Whatever's essential to you, figure out what that is. You know, I often was totally fine not having a car wherever I went. So I would fly in, I would get in a cab, I would head to my destination, I would plan ahead. I needed a cab that was a van that could hold me and gear. But for somebody else, The key to them spending time in this different location could be that they have a rental car so they can get around. They can get to CVS if some kid gets sick. They can get to the grocery store if they run out of, you know, goldfish for their toddler. So whatever you need, figure out what that is and then find a way to have it. So for me, space was so important. I wanted a house. I wanted a sink. I could wash bottles wash laundry, all that stuff. One thing that I wanted to, let me backtrack really quickly and say about the expectations is when you are traveling with small kids, I want you to think in small amounts of time. So don't think that you're going to have a big Memory that's going to last all day with young kids. You are going to have a small moments. So you could have 20 minutes at a park in Seattle that's absolutely gorgeous, and all of your kids had fun three or four kids, everybody had a great experience. 20 minutes. And then The wheel started to fall off the bus because somebody fell off the merry-go-round and the baby needs a nap. And so just, again, don't have an expectation that because we're in Seattle and we're at this beautiful park, we're going to stay for three hours because your kids, if they're young, can't tolerate that. So call it a win with small moments of time. And be realistic about what that is. And be realistic that it it isn't going to be like this every single year. So I helped a family and they loved Disney World. And so mom, every year, they went to Disney World every year. Again, whatever your budget is, whatever your expectation is, I can help you with any part of it. But for this mom, she loved Disney. And so she started taking her kids when they were nine months, nine months, and I think almost two. So we had to come up with a plan of what was realistic for her to think about how long she was going to be able to stay at the park, what she had to pay for the admittance for a ticket to get into the park, but what was realistic for her kids? And it wasn't a very long amount of time because they needed a nap. And Disney is very stimulating. So our sensory systems are overactivated for kids, especially all the sights, all the sounds, all the smells, all the people, all the stuff that is taxing on an adult's body. And it's even way more taxing to a young child's body. But when you can take that into consideration and think, you know what, we're going to go to Disney for three days and we're going to spend a couple hours in the morning. I'm going to head back to the hotel or to the house that's close by. We're going to save money by doing lunch in our house because I know my kids will eat this. This is what they like. This is good good nutritious stuff. I can provide for them. We're going to take a nap and then we're going to go back to Disney in the evening and we're going to have dinner there. And then we're going to see the fireworks and we're going to come home. And then the next day, we're going to kind of slowly get out of bed. We're going to have breakfast at at the rent house that we've rented. We're going to go back to Disney and we're going to try for two hours again So when we manage that expectation of it, then everybody has a great time. And you'll have to manage that expectation with your husband. Like if we go to Disney with these young kids, this is what our day is going to look like. So if husband is thinking, oh my goodness, the price of getting into Disney, holy cow, I had no idea for one child and me, this is a big chunk of money. And he is thinking, we're going to be there from the minute it opens until the very last second until it closes. That might be something your husband has an expectation about how you're going to get all the value out of it all day long, but it's really not realistic in regard to young kids and how they are wired at this age and stage. Again, so young, but that's okay. So be where you are. I often say to parents, keep your feet right where they are. This is where you are. This is the age of your kids. This is the stage where they are. This is the capacity for their sensory systems and their sleep system that needs naps twice a day still. This is where we are today and this year. It doesn't mean that in five years when you go to Disney, you can't be there from the minute it opens to the minute it closes because your kids are older and they can handle more and they'll be excited to be there all day with you. So wherever you are today, this year, this holiday, don't... Um, don't wish to be anywhere else because it's just it's a recipe for disaster trying to operate like you are 5 years further down the road than where you are ends up with parents feeling bad thinking you have horrible behaving kids so be right where you are and again this is how i help parents all the time i My college degree is in what does child behavior look like, the ages, the stages, how it comes out in a child's body, and what can we do to help you have the best time with the ages, the stages, right where you are today, this holiday, this Christmas. And if you have young kids, it's pretty messy. So be okay with the messiness in those short moments of memory making those short moments of merry making instead of an expectation that it is a big long day at an amusement park at a family members, you know, like a family reunion or another area that I see um, parents struggle with is if you're going out of town to a wedding for a family member. With young kids, again, you just, they cannot tolerate being wedding festivities that start at 11 with the bridal luncheon and then are going to go till midnight. So what do you need to do? Do you need to hire a babysitter? Who do you know in this place that you're going to travel to that can help you find somebody to come watch the kids? Because it would be fun for mom and dad to enjoy the family wedding. And I would encourage you to find a way to have your kids at home with a safe babysitter so you can enjoy the family wedding and some adult time, but let's figure out a way to keep your kids also well supported for the age and stage where they are. Other things about your space. You can get a white noise machine, um, Another thing that I recommend parents do to make traveling with young kids easier, you're going to be in a hotel. Hotels have, you know, they have a pack and play. Some of them have a high chair. When I traveled, like I said, with my young kids, I always tried to stay in a house. And there were places that I would, national companies here in the U.S. that I rented baby gear. I did not want to have to drag three strollers or three high chairs, or whatever. So I have just quickly printed out a list. And one of the, the best overall for 2022 places to rent, baby gear, stroller, high chair, crib, bassinet, breast pump machine was one that came up because I traveled with one of those. Was But the best overall for kind of price, cleanliness, variety of products for you to choose so that you can hopefully choose something similar to maybe what you have to take on the go when you are at home was rentsforbaby.com. Another one that I listed here earlier was babylist.com, babyquip, q-u-i-p.com is one that is listed for best For those on a budget, budget wise, babiesaway.com. This is the one that I use. They were around way back and I use them all the time. And they're still available, they're still in business. I would like literally, if I was in Boston, here's what I needed. When I'm coming to Seattle, here's what I need. Rented a house in Whistler, here's what I need. Because a lot of them will deliver, they know when you're coming. And it's already at the house when you arrive. That saves you from having to get it in your car, like you arrive at the house and it's already there on your front porch. Or if if I was able to, sometimes I would coordinate with the person who was running me the house. Okay, you're going to be there to drop off the key before I arrive. Is there any chance you could be there when the person who's going to bring my baby gear is going to be there? And a lot of times they are. Sometimes the baby gear people would insist on setting up the crib or the high chair because they this is their stuff. They have more experience with it. They know how to quickly put up the high chair and the crib and also pop up the double stroller and they're out. And then I arrive with my young kids and it's all there. Everything I need to take a walk, to get out in nature, to move, all the things that I need to do for my kids to have them function well in a different place. So again, these rental baby gear companies, use them. And just know you are in, again, this short window of time. In three years, everybody's potty trained, nobody's sleeping in a crib anymore, you don't need a high chair. This might seem like a lot of money to spend for this moment. But if it helps you feel more comfortable, more secure and safe and less stressed while you are in this, you know, on this merrymaking adventure, do it. It is so, so worth it. Because if you're in a fun place, you don't want to be stressed and grumpy and mad because nobody's sleeping and there's no high chair for the baby. So you're trying to feed the baby on your lap or you're trying to, um, wiggle her into the corner and hold her down and give her the baby food, which gets all over her. And that means more laundry, whatever it takes, just, you know, again, this is an expectation that you can have. Like, we're going to go here, talk to your husband. This is what I would like to have. If I could have a crib here and a high chair, this would provide me so much more ease and a better experience. Ask for it. And again, reach out to me if you're like, ooh, did they have this? So many ways that I have helped parents find what they need for this particular trip or experience. Okay. Places to rent, baby gear. What else was I going to say? Okay. Enlist family and friends. Again, for help. Communicate proactively. So, When you are visiting family and friends, um, give them a heads up, you know, like, okay, we are here. We are not going to be able to do every single thing that grandma wants to do this Christmas. We aren't going to be able to see the lights turned on at the plaza and go ice skating and have hot cocoa at this cute little tea place that grandma likes. Like we, let's, let's look at what the family members and in-laws or extended family would like to happen. And then let's see if that's doable for this age and stage, this moment where we are with our age of kids and then communicate about it. Because I would much rather approach it beforehand and know, okay, this is what grandma would like to have happen. And when I ask her and say, Okay, I would so love to do all these things too. All of these are fantastic and fun and, me- and memory making for sure. But this year, I think we're going to just have to pick two. So if you want to let grandma pick two, or if she says, you pick, you tell me what would work the best for the, t- and the best time of day to go have hot cocoa. You know, it opens at 11, it, it closes at six. What would work? And so when you communicate intentionally beforehand, what I find is that then there aren't any hard feelings about something that didn't happen. So if you don't communicate beforehand to grandma, okay, we can't do all of it. We can't stay up late for the lighting on the plaza to happen Friday night, and then be available Saturday morning for three things. And I wouldn't want to hurt grandma's feelings. And so I've just found when I am proactive and approach it before, it might be a text that I've had the week before I'm coming and say, hey, what's up? What are you thinking? Here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I want you to know about us this year. Because it's going to change every year. And if you're going to grandma's house, you're probably going to go. Maybe not every year, but maybe every other year. And so if you can kind of get in this routine of giving grandma a heads up, this is where we're at this year. Oh my goodness. We are potty training. And so that looks different than when the kids were in diapers. And it looks different when everybody's potty training, there's no issues. Or when you need wipes for when they're potty training. So again, I was just very proactive and wanted to get ahead and manage expectations of grandma, expectations of other family members, um, and how to do that. Because it just sets everybody up for a better experience. And I have had so many moms who want so much to do too much and all well-intentioned. And they'll say, well, but I really wanted to see this friend. And I think we'll be fine. I really, it would just like she she just wants to meet us for coffee. We surely I can make 30-minute coffee for a dear friend of mine from college. 30 minutes, it's 30 minutes. But if it's gonna be a long travel time for you to get there from wherever your rented house or hotel is, okay, let's say. It sounds like 30 minutes of coffee, but you have to plan for, oh, actually, this is going to be a 45-minute drive for me to get there. So it's not a 30-minute coffee. It's a 45-minute drive for you. And is one of my kids missing a nap? Or how am I going to entertain these three kids? So again, something that seems really simple and doable might not be for this trip this time around. had lots of friends come see me. Like, I would love to see you, me traveling. I referred to when I traveled with my young kids, we were a traveling circus. Like, it was kind of chaotic. And I might turn into that crazy lady that is, they keep in the back of the circus. They keep her in like a cage most of the time. I could turn into that mom, that woman, that crazy lady If I wasn't intentional about what all I could handle and I had to let go of people pleasing everybody. No, I can't get to the college friend. She can come to me. I would love to see you. You know what? If you come on Saturday morning, I'm going to be back from the thing with grandma and two of my three kids are going to be napping. That would be a perfect time for you to come and we could connect and I could actually focus on you and what's going on in your life. So friends can come see you. Family can come see you. There's no right or wrong way to do it. And often what I help parents do is just, let's find another way. Let's find a different solution. There's so many ways that I have done it, seen it, helped parents do over the last 20 years, and I can help you super quickly have new ways of how to do the holiday when you travel. So how to do it in a different space, how to do it with a different expectation, how to have a different mindset of the entire experience, how to have a different approach to connecting with family, what it's going to look like, how you're going to talk about it beforehand so many different how-tos that I can help you with. Okay, I wish all of you happy, safe travels if you were traveling for your holiday coming up. And next week, we are going to talk about part two of how-tos for holiday. And we're going to stay at home and talk about how to have a better experience this holiday season. I have given you the link here for my sensory quiz. Take that. It's free, gives you great information. I have also given a link below of one of the baby rental companies. If you have friends family, somebody you know, who has young kids, and you think that this video could help them, please share it, please like it, send it on, you can reach me. My Instagram is at kellykashu.com. Thank you. Did you like what you heard in this episode? If you did, please share it with a friend and be sure and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app. Reviews are always appreciated. As a reminder, my show is also on YouTube. In YouTube, search for Kelly K. Shoup. That's K-E-L-L-Y-K-S-H-O-U-P. Be sure to click the subscribe button and hit the bell for all notifications. To learn more about my work, helping families, or to contact me, go to kellykshoup.com. Again, that's kellykshoup.com. Thanks so much.